Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. And welcome to our Friday edition here at Fortress of Faith, where we deal with current news issues. Recently, an attempt by a 17-year-old American-born Muslim to carry out jihad in America was foiled. In today's broadcast, I want to look at why Muslims, usually young men, are willing to do such things, even if it means they will die in the process. We will establish the fact that Islam does teach the killing of those who do not believe in Islam. Then we will look at the seven reasons these young men are willing to die for their faith. Muslim jihadists are trying to ensure their entrance into the highest Muslim heaven by dying for their God. In Christianity, it is our God who died for us so we can be forgiven our sins and spend eternity in heaven with him. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage, and welcome to our Friday edition here at Fortress of Faith. You're listening to Tom Wallace, and I want to take this day to kind of go over some news that's going on in the world that um, you probably are not hearing from your main news sources. You might, though, have heard that there was an attempt, there was a foiling of an attempt of a young Muslim teenager, 17 years of age, we still don't know his name, from Philadelphia, an American-born convert to Islam, was stockpiling weapons and building bombs and preparing targets in the United States to carry out jihad. An American-born Muslim planning to attack the, the nation of America to establish Islam and to uphold the tenets and the teachings of the prophet Muhammad. And this is coming from the so-called religion of peace. As I've been saying now for many, many years, this just does not pass the sniff test, does it? When they tell us that Islam is a religion of peace and we see all the activity of terrorism, of killing of innocent people in the name of their religion, in the name of their God, we know that Islam cannot be the religion of peace. And so we go to their scriptures to read and find for ourselves, is it true that Islam preaches jihad? and terrorism, striking terror in the hearts of the unbelievers, and to kill the unbelievers, and and so on. There, do, do we find that message there? And do we read that in the context of the message? And the answer is yes. It doesn't take much reading. It doesn't take much studying. It doesn't take much effort to figure out that this is a lie when they tell us that Islam is the religion of peace. But of course, they believe that if they tell a lie long enough and loud enough, that people will believe it. And they have. (laughs) Many have bought into the lie. But here at Fortress of Faith, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to have the courage to speak the truth. We're going to do it with love. How do we do that with love? We need to get behind and understand why they do this. What is the truth here, and what is their objective, and what should we do as Christians, and how should we 
protect ourselves, but also how do we change our world from this false teaching? And so that's what we try to wrestle with here on this program. Let me get into the story a little bit more so that you understand what's going on now. He was recruited by kind of a newer group in the Islamic terrorism world, the Qadibat al-Taid wal-Jihad. That's a big mouthful. The Battalion of the Oneness of God and Jihad, the struggle against evil. And that's the idea of Jihad, the struggling against evil. This is taught in the Quran, taught very clearly by Muhammad, practiced by Muhammad, and ordered by the faithful to follow through, to struggle against evil. And if you're an unbeliever, an infidel, uh, the word that they use for us is kafir. If you are the kafir, the unbeliever, the infidel, which is pretty much a dirty word that they use for that, but well, pretty much meaning the filth. If you are the filth, the excrement, that's really what the word means. If you're that, then you are in the dar ar harb, the house of war. If you're in the house of submission, dar ar islam, there's only two houses. You can either be in one. You're either in the house of submission. You're a follower of Allah. You're submitted. You're subjugated to Allah and his law, the Sharia, uh, then you're the faithful and you need to obey it. And the order is for you to be at war with jihad, a jihad with the kafir, with the unbeliever. And so uh, that's exactly what this young boy was doing. He was simply following the true tenets and teachings of Allah. Now, will you find peaceful passages in the Quran? Absolutely. But they also have a teaching of abrogation. They were abrogated away. In other words, removed, annulled, voided by the later tenets, what Muhammad taught later uh, in his life. When he was in Mecca in the early parts of his prophethood, uh, he was borrowing from the Bible, uh, plagiarizing a lot of his message. And uh, But when he was rejected in Mecca, he went to Medina. He was thrown out of Mecca, actually, and the Jews didn't want him in, in Medina. He thought, the Jews would take me. The Jews will accept me as their prophet if the Arabs won't. But the Jews wouldn't accept him either. And so now he gets a new message, fight those who believe not. And so there he takes up the sword, and in 10 years he controls all of Arabia. All the Jews have been killed or banished from Arabia, and in the last chapter as Muhammad is dying, he now claims Christians as mushkaroons, as polytheists, believing in three gods, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, that we reject the ta'id of God, the oneness of God, which we don't, but that's what he claimed, and therefore we're enemies of Islam, and now we're also uh, victims of the sword of Islam. And Muslims who understand that and follow that and read it, and it doesn't take them long to understand it, they become militant. Now, the word they want to use for us, the, 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 the nation wants us to use, is the word radicalized, that they were t- turned to something that 
wasn't true to the teachings. That's what being radical, nothing that's, you know, right or proper, just following a whim or something that's not part of the teaching. No, it is part of the teaching. They are becoming fundamentalist. Thus, an attempt again, um, and thankful for our law enforcement for foiling this attempt. Why do? Why is it often young men that find this appealing to take up the sword of jihad? It's because of what's known as the seven blessings to the shahid. A shahid is a martyr, someone who dies performing jihad. They gain blessings, seven of them. Number one, he is forgiven the moment his blood is first shed. This is the only way a Muslim can guarantee for themselves salvation. The only way. Other than that, they just hope. They hope that maybe Allah will be pleased with them and uh, and then may grant them salvation when they die. But if they die as a shaheed, they're guaranteed. Their blood, uh, the moment their blood is shed, they are forgiven. Number two, He'll be shown his place in paradise. There's seven levels of heaven in Islam, and he'll have the highest um, uh, part of it there. Uh, number three, he'll be spared the trial of the grave. He doesn't have to you know, face judgment. Uh, four, he'll be secure on the day of judgment. Again, uh, three and four are similar. Uh, number five, a crown of dignity, one ruby, which is better than all that's in the world and all that it has. And so he'll be rewarded with great riches and so on there in heaven. And number six, this is where we get to the 72 virgins. He'll be married to 72 Al Horalin, 72 virgins, and able to ravage them throughout all eternity. So he'll have an eternal orgy up in heaven. Wouldn't this not appeal to a young man? Did you, get, you understand what we're talking about here? Um, this is why young people are willing to die. I was in a bit of a debate with an imam one day. This was a number of years ago. And uh, we kind of stumbled into the virgins. And the word al-horalin is the Arabic. My Arabic is minimal. But, uh, and he was trying to make a point that I, you know, don't know Arabic like he does. And so he was trying to say, you know, the al-horalin, did you know that that could also be translated uh, as raisins, instead of virgins, as raisins. I paused for a moment. I said, well, hold on a minute. Let's let's walk through that for a moment. So you're telling me is that if I die, if, I, if I'm a Muslim and I go out and I perform jihad on the battlefield and I die fighting against the infidel, my reward is to go to heaven and have 72 raisins? I sure hope they're chocolate-covered raisins. <laughs> he, he didn't like that one bit at all and saw the foolishness of his argument that, you know, these aren't virgins, these are raisins and stuff. And if you follow the text about it, it also talks about the sexual things they'll be doing to these Alhoralin, like you'll do that to raisins. But um, uh, so, so that's number six. But let me give you number seven. Because I actually believe that number seven is more appealing than number six, believe it or not. Why these jihadis are willing to die is for these rewards. This is what they're going to, they're not doing it so they can serve their God. They're saying they, they want selfish gain. They want the highest 
establishment in heaven. They want the greatest reward. They want fame and popularity. And when someone dies as a jihad, the streets are named after them and uh, their relatives are lifted up with great honor and and uh, their tre- their picture is posted all over Palestine and uh, as uh, as heroes. Why? Number 7. Here's the I believe the most powerful one. He's permitted to intercede for 70 of his relatives. Not only does he gain his salvation, he gains the salvation of 70 others. What a wicked religion. What an evil ideology to teach people that not if you die you get gain you great great reward ahead of you which is a lie but not only that you'll gain the heaven for 70 others who too will have a guarantee just like you have in heaven my friends we don't have to die for our god to gain heaven god died for us he showed his love on the cross that he went to the cross and gave up his life here on earth as as the son of God to lay down and to demonstrate to us his great love for us so that we might be saved. When Muslims realize I don't have to die for my God to get to heaven, but God died for me. Jehovah laid down his life for me. And that's a powerful message and it changes their lives. It turns them to the truth. And we need to have prayer and and hope for Muslims to get saved and desire for them to get saved, to share with them the truth. These people are not going to find an eternity in heaven, but rather God's wrath for all eternity. And what a shame that will be because 1.8 billion Muslims are following this lie today. That's going to be it for today and the week. Join us again, if you would, join us again soon at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.